Hello, everybody in podcast land. Today, my guest is Brian Triggle. Brian is a 26-year-old engineer with a great job, a wife, a new baby, and just bought a house. During COVID, he was diagnosed with lymphoma. He shares how he tried to make sense of it all, how he coped with it. He's in the middle of his chemo schedule, and the progress looks good. We also talked about his days as a science nerd, a fan nerd, and just all-around nerd. We talked about the time he saved a two-year-old from drowning in a neighborhood pool, his scenic proposal to his wife. He tells me what song slap and more. So sit down, strap in, turn on and turn up this episode of Tony on the Mic. Our story begins as these stories often do. I like that song. It slaps. <laughs> so leave it to a band, marching band, to say that song slaps. Tell our story <laughs> when our children tell our story. Now, now I actually play real drums and not just marching band drums. <laughs> I'm sure that all of you have the most amazing stories filled with. I don't drama. think either one of these are going to get me yacht money. Not with that attitude, Tony. No. <laughs> uh, I try to keep up on his podcast. It's a great one. Almost as good as Tony on the mic. Almost. So I think you have better guests on Tony on the mic. Story, story, that one was just said. I did have a lot of doubt that it was cancer. I started having doubts about those doubts when we got blood work back. It didn't feel, at the time, I guess, fair is, is oh. the word that I would use. I feel like I'd have myself a little cry before I head out and just like yeah. feel all the feels you'd have all the feels i have to say that's the most amazing story i ever heard good morning good afternoon good evening whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product my name is tony lawrence and i'm tony on the mic today my guest all the way from the corner of sisson street lives right down the street longtime family friend brian trinkle clinical clinical project engineer brainiac that's right yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Brian's had the circle of life thing going here. It's, it's certainly not to imply the circle is ending, but he had a, a baby recently, got married, had a baby, and then was diagnosed with cancer. And we're going to get into both of those, one very cheery and one not so cheery That's right. topic, but uh, hopefully give some people to talk about. But let's learn a little bit about you. You were born in Phoenix, That's Arizona, right. mm-hmm. and you moved here. When did you move here? That was... Uh, 99 2000 or so somewhere around there okay mm-hmm. and uh you move here on sisson then or uh we moved in with my dad's grandma for about a year while they were figuring out their jobs and right. uh, once they had that figured out and established then we bought the house up the street about a year right. later so it was about 2001 2001 richie was born in 2001 <laughs> foreshadowing right. there's a story about richie coming mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so i've i've known brian since of, right around 2001 i guess which has been about 20 years man it's oh, incomprehensible Jeez. But uh, he was—he grew up and played with all the kids on the block. There used to be a lot of kids on this block. There were, yeah. You know, with uh, you had Timmy and Sammy next door. You had the Brawl Boys down the street. You mm-hmm. had Philip across the way. Right. You had Jacob and Jesse down on the other corner. You had oh Jesse and uh, Krista right up. You know, also next door. Mm-hmm. There were there were kids everywhere. It was, it was a great place. It was. It was Sisson Street, Sisson Mafia. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so then you went to Grossmont High School mm-hmm. and you played in the band. You're That's a drummer. Right. Yes, I am. And now, did you see the movie Drumline? I did not. And what? I did not see it, no. And in fact, the people on the Drumline made fun of that movie hardcore. Like, really? Time. Yeah. It was. Did know, I, just I, seeing those clips, it's just. It's so funny, all the like theatrical things that they do. Yeah, and, but like, it made the, Drumline look cool. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I, I agree, I agree. <laughs> I was going to say. Absolutely. You know, whenever you can make marching band look cool, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's a that's, talent. That's water into wine stuff right there. <laughs> So uh, let's see. And your dad's a drummer. He is. Now, did that have any? Did you start playing drums because of your dad? Most or? likely, yeah. I think because he was uh, just always playing. Yeah, and... and it just clicked in my head, and it like made sense, and like I was able to listen to what he was doing, and it like just ultimately just made sense in my head, and I was able to translate that over to drumming myself. Nice. Do you, do you ever sit down on a kit and and play? Or not too much, really? honestly. Uh, the kit stuff, I don't do too much of. I Honestly, when I'm when I'm drumming, it's more like the marching band drumline yeah. sort of style. Like, so yeah. I have like drum pad at home, and if I feel like it, I'll go practice cool. on that little drum pad. But like, nice. not. I do have an electric kit. It's collecting so much dust. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because well, I really now don't you have it, so but... much to do. I, oh, I don't. Gosh. I don't blame. Is it the electric drum kit is every parent's greatest invention? Right. Because <laughs> every kid who wants a drum volume, set, right? right. <laughs> Volumes on drum sets. It's yes. genius. Yes, genius. <laughs> Um, now, if only I had that in my band, because our drummer, we'd have to turn everything up because uh, my drummer didn't know how to play quiet. So right. <laughs> he, he drove the sound. Oh, the louder he played, we had to turn everything up. Mm-hmm. 
And let's see. Your your dad's in a local band, the Wickhauser. Wickhauser band, that's Wick right. Wickhauser band. Yeah, uh-huh. I've seen him play a half dozen times. They're really good. Yeah. I heard practice and I sang with them once. Yes. I sang Stray Cat Strut, I think. Maybe I, two or three songs. I remember that, yeah. yeah. They were they're really fun. They're yeah. they're they're cool. Mm-hmm. Um and he has his son Wick Wickhauser. Yes. And his son's a Wickhauser. I, you said he plays guitar? He does. Um he's a very, very talented guitarist Ugh. and he played at the soda bar sometime last week or something like that, and I heard it was a fantastic time. My dad was raving about how well he does did. Does he get bad grades? Um, probably not. Let's, <laughs> I was going to say, let's find something about him. Because right. a good-looking kid, really good quarterback, no. really yeah. highly respected quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now he's a musician yeah. because um, being a football player doesn't get quite enough attention. No, exactly. Right? <laughs> so so we hate him. No offense, Wick Hauser Jr., <laughs> but uh, this is uh, Anthony Lawrence for football, Brian Trinkle for Music Household. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Then shipped off all the way to UCSD, mm-hmm. University of California, San Diego, where That's you right. studied physics. Physics. Okay. Yeah. That was your major? Uh, yes. Did you graduate in four? Um, yes, I did. That's incredible, dude. With a minor in engineering? That's right. That is bananas. Yeah, it was It was a struggle, but we, we made it. <laughs> That's just crazy. And um, tell me about your job search. You got a job at, you're a clinical project engineer. Now, originally you just said engineer. Mm -hmm. So is this like a a promotion or a job change? Yeah, title change slash promotion. My boss is framing it as. So like I've been with the company for almost uh, four years and my title hasn't changed in the whole time pretty much. Um, Okay. So get any little little scratch, little money? I hope so. Oh, damn it. They better come across, man. They should and they uh, will... We'll hear about that in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> okay, and we'll follow up on for all the Tony and the Mike fans to make sure justice is served exactly. here in the salary department. Exactly. So how did you stumble on that job? So uh, after graduation, I was job hunting for months. It felt like forever. And like it was about five months or so. Um, and five, I mean, I, five whole months. Five whole months. It, was, it was an absolute struggle. It, just... <laughs> and again, I get it. it yeah. I remember at your age at that time, it, it certainly felt like a long time, but... Yeah. Yeah. Not very long mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, looking which back, it you'll look seem back like, right, right now. Right. Like already, it's, it's already, it doesn't. Yeah, seem exactly. Long, like, right. Yeah, you've had time. a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that Definitely. really true. But it's good you got the job part. Yeah. firmed up. So go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry so, I didn't mean to no, make uh, fun of your struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my uncle had a position open at his company, and it was a temp position. So I had to go through the temp agency. And what but company it, is that? Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't because ultimately it didn't happen. Right. Oh. So anyway, I. Went through the temp agency, and by the time I was uh, in the system from the temp agency, the position was filled. So I was just in the temp database for uh, maybe a couple weeks, and then they told me about this position called a production operator at uh, this company, Sherpa Clinical Packaging. Never heard of this business, of course, and I looked it up. Very, very niche kind of business. I've never heard of this before. It's the storage, packaging, labeling, and distribution of clinical pharmaceuticals only the clinical stuff nothing uh-huh. that's on commercial so wow never heard of that before and no. um in fact the founder of sherpa was saying that uh, it was the only site like that in the entire west coast so oh my God. so they they just transport all the clinical right medicines yes. and and samples mm-hmm. and just everything related yeah. to trials mm-hmm. so the uh some of the clinical sites ship us uh, their product, and then we package it, label it, store it until it gets um, sent out to the doctors to uh, distribute on their clinical trials. So, right. um, yeah, cool. so I'd never heard of this kind of business before. It was no. very super, super niche. But anyway, so I started there as a production operator. I was on the shop floor for about six weeks. I was uh, I sat at what we have, the blister packaging machine, which <laughs> it forms like, these cavities and then seals the lid on top it's kind of like trident gum but like those okay. backs oh kinda, yeah 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 so that kind of thing and you literally sit there and you put a pill one at a time on the, the cavities before it gets sealed i did that for six weeks yeah i couldn't do it <laughs> for six day. minutes oh my gosh it was right <laughs> so did um, you ever think good thing i got a degree yeah because <laughs> <laughs> no offense i didn't study engineering or physics but i think i could do that uh, job <laughs> yeah i i I reflected for a while when I was sitting there. There's not yeah. much more to do. Right. <laughs> right. But uh, anyway, the uh, director of uh, operations, like he knew my background and he had a plan for me. And uh, ultimately, he brought me upstairs to do some engineering kind of work. And um, within three months, I got converted from temp position to permanent. And right. that's when my ch- title changed to engineer. And uh, I've been there since January 2018 as an engineer and just got this uh, promotion to clinical project engineer. Wow. 
So that that's you know it's it's kind of staggering to me to think because when I think temp services I think of data entry I mm-hmm. think of maybe nurses or maintenance mm-hmm. I don't I don't think of an engineer yeah. going to a temp. right <laughs> hey I have a four year degree mm-hmm. in physics with a minor in yeah. engineering it, it's think a perfect way to underpay me for a certain <laughs> right. amount of time <laughs> right so um, but that's cool and uh, you like it I mean you're happy or? yeah um, recently it's uh, been pretty great my my manager um, is a fantastic boss. So I learned a lot from him. Um, probably the rougher thing is that I am on call twenty four seven. Really? So we since since is we store off these, right now. Yeah, it is not. <laughs> it's it's on vibrate. Now. All right, if they call, yeah, I'm yeah. going with you. We're gonna yeah. just keep going live. Exactly. Whatever it is, it's important. We're just gonna keep recording. Right. So we have these big. Um, cold rooms that are like refrigerator temperatures and even freezer rooms that are like uh, they're minus 20 degrees celsius which is like zero degrees fahrenheit and um if any of those systems fail have a problem anything like that since they're being monitored all the time i'm number two on the call list and i have to go in check it out call vendors anything like that too. well number one better be ready because uh, i don't want to stop this podcast <laughs> yeah. just yet unfortunately he's in hawaii <laughs> what i know all right well no, he doesn't fast. get much of a break so i We'll let him do it. All right. Especially because he's my boss's boss, so I kind of. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then then you have to do that now. Right. So you're in the in big pharma. You you get the inside dope on the on the vaccine. That's hoax. right. The the vials are empty. The vials. Are, it's a hoax. That's right. It yeah. is a big hoax. It's don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe him. No. He's joking. No, I'm just an engineer. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but uh, they're big pharma. They, yeah. The vaccine is not a hoax. Take get your vaccine. Get, get your shots. Yes, please. And this is coming straight from because I can just imagine you say that and we don't address that you're joking and right. somebody says I heard on the uh, podcast this guy this chemical engineer with a degree in yeah. brainiacism yeah. said <laughs> yeah, inside scoop gotcha. yeah so uh, let's see you got married that's right and how did you meet your wife um, I met her in high school uh, at uh, some school function there was a I got led into this friend group and she was a part of it and ultimately okay. we met and hit it off and within a couple of years we were we were together wow. And you've been married almost three years. That's right. In October, three years. Wow. And you have a daughter. That's right. She yes. is freaking adorable, oh, she's dude. So cute. I love. I, I just love it. driving around the corner, and she's out with somebody, mm. and she just smiles, oh, and she's, she's just so engaging. She's so optimistic. Yeah, it's like on. It's thing. it's on. It's just a cruise. It's like it's her normal state. You know, right. some people you see a lot of kids. A lot of you have ugly kids. I hate to break it to you, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But uh, your daughter is is awesome. Just yeah. happy, smiling. Yeah. I've never ever seen her not smiling. Oh, yeah. She's the best thing. Yeah, I'm sure she. There's times she doesn't of smile. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then you recently bought a house. That's right. Last year you bought a COVID house. Yeah. During- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. COVID baby. The COVID. COVID house. Right. The COVID. Yeah. 2020 COVID baby was a COVID year. house. Um, where was where's your house? Um, it's over uh, near Primrose and Murray. And okay. Where that, so Fletcher Hills area is yes, still but not it's too about far. a mile from okay. here. Okay. I knew it was close. Here, I, wasn't, was I wasn't sure exactly what direction it was, mm-hmm. and and the, your house is probably doubled in value. The way house. <laughs> oh my gosh! It, I think it's probably gone up in like somewhere in the fifty thousand yeah. dollar range. Isn't it's, it bananas? It's, absolutely. It's like you want to sell. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Like, I could turn a little profit from it. Right. <laughs> I know. It's the market is insane. Yeah. Everyone keeps saying bubbles going to pop, and uh, never had this. So yeah, yeah, it is. About? I mean. <laughs> The, uh, we've been through it a couple times since. I mean, we've owned this house for twenty something years, and mm-hmm. a couple times, you know, it goes and then it's just. But then it'll keep going up. Right. I mean, if that's your home, mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, we plan it to be our home for Good. a long time. Long time. Good. So let's see. You had your baby, mm-hmm. and uh, your. Tell me about your wife's epidural. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that was that was something. So. Um, Basically, uh, it, she was fighting the epidural. She didn't want to have it for a while, but then ultimately the um, contraction just became too much. Yeah. So she opted for it, and uh, it was really good because like it, it really helped her. And yeah, and uh, ultimately, uh, it the epidural worked up until it was actually game time. Like, oh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it was a, it was a big shame that uh, epidural gave out like right when like the big moment was happening. So she oh. felt like. Like the whole buildup, nothing. But and the moment, right. it was, it was, wow. she so felt it all. You said her feet were against her ribs. She was all twisted up and pushing out. What was going on? Yeah, the the baby. Your wife's going to love sharing oh the story. Gosh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to tell. So, yeah, like the baby coming out, like the 
that she was just eager, I suppose, and like just kicking her legs just straight out against my wife's ribs. And the doctor, who's, I don't know, been a doctor for I don't even know how long, but just like, looked. I don't know how long, like 10 minutes, or I don't know how no. long, like 100 years. <laughs> Probably in the 10 year range, I would okay. guess, but like she like just stared in amazement like i've never seen this before it's <laughs> like oh that's nice yikes so yeah she was just kicking her legs straight out just i guess particularly eager to get out and uh yeah ultimately it she got there <laughs> she got there she she wanted to wait out the epidural right you know <laughs> and make sure she got what's that the out absolute worst time i can do this right, right now now Perfect. go <laughs> yeah nope nope she's still not feeling anything yeah. no okay now yeah, i need to wait for a reaction for exactly <laughs> right right <laughs> And that followed the heels of a pretty cool proposal. Tell yeah. me about your proposal. Yeah, so uh, that was this was back in, oh my gosh. 2017? 2017, was it? Yes, That's right after graduation. It. So in uh, the following July, we took a road trip over to uh, in Arizona. And uh, we went to Phoenix and we went up to Sedona. Sedona is one of our favorite places to go. And great, uh, I had beautiful. a plan. I had a plan to do this proposal in Sedona because we, we love it there. It's really beautiful. And um, I had a plan to uh, go on a hike. Uh, just I didn't really have a trail in mind. I just wanted to go on a hike and at sunset, hopefully find somebody around and they can record us and I can propose to her right there at sunset. And I, like we got to our uh, hotel, we checked in. There was a hiking uh, trailhead right behind the hotel. So I thought it was like, oh, perfect. Like this trailhead right here. And uh, so we go hiking, and uh, so earlier that week, lots of rain yeah. came by, and it's it a washed. It yeah. doesn't rain there much, does it? I I suppose I, I think they have like the monsoon sort of oh, really? thing, so like oh, lots okay. of thunder and heavy rain, but very occasionally. So earlier that week, they had a bunch of rain, and uh, that washed out the trails. And us, oh. who are uh, not particularly experienced hikers, <laughs> uh, we got lost, <laughs> and we had no idea where we are, no idea where the trail went. And, uh, you know, I've got like, I've got the ring in my backpack. I've got like nowhere <laughs> to, I, I have no idea of, like where we are. And like, I'm hoping like we can at the very least get back to our hotel before it gets dark because it's like for like safety yeah, reasons. No but kidding. also I have this ring in my backpack and like, I don't have a backup plan <laughs> for a proposal as we're leaving the next day. And like, it's like, this is it. So, uh, ultimately we got really lucky because we had cell service. So I was able to turn on GPS and find the trail again. And we made it all the way back to the trail and then made it right back behind the hotel again. And luckily there was somebody around. Um, this guy, Tim from New Zealand, he was on a vacation. Crikey. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was on a vacation for his birthday and uh, he really nice guy. I kind of like I shooed my wife over like in this direction and right. I handed him the phone like I'm gonna yeah. like kind of whisper I'm gonna propose can you record this instead of taking a picture nice and um and then that's where it happened and he did it, was, and it came out yeah and it, was, it came out great oh like, I know I've actually seen it so right. I know it came out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> spoiler alert right. I saw that now it's funny though I got lost in your story I forgot that I yeah. was at your wedding and I saw the proposals <laughs> 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 but no, yeah, it, it turned out really, it, it turned out perfect. And it's just this nice little story of like how we almost got lost in the dark in Sedona. And, but you've oh stuck together That's right. and you found your way. Mm -hmm. It's a metaphor <laughs> for your marriage and your life. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's good enough for your background. Let's get to take our first commercial break here. But if you have listened, you know what's coming next. Yes, I have. Oh, you know what's coming next. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, then you need to sing me a commercial jingle or a TV theme song, your choice. And then uh, we'll get on to the business of the show. So without further ado, what do you got for me? Hmm. Okay. I've been trying to save these in my pocket. Okay. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so free. <laughs> Flying away on a wing and a prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just me. Jess from New Girl. Oh, <laughs> excellent! That's a great show. Greatest American New Girl or Greatest American Hero? No, Both. I've, I've never seen Greatest American Hero. Oh, right. <laughs> well, you know that was the theme song. I do. Seen. Yeah. Okay. That's, I just I like that song. It slaps. <laughs> so, oh, uh, leave it to a band, marching band, to say that song slaps. Right. Uh, <laughs> just kidding you about your 
nerd nerd dumb, but marching band and engineer, pretty pretty uh softball. You're throwing me softballs. It's easy. <laughs> All right, with that, we're gonna take our first break. Our first commercial break is sponsored by Alante Construction. From the window to the wall. He does all of my construction. He's actually working on my house right now. If you walked into my house, you see some windows being replaced. Mm-hmm. He did that. He does all the jobs, big and small, from the border to Oceanside and from the desert to the ocean. Rick Villapondo at Alante Construction. Alante. Whoa. Construction. Whoa. When you need some work on your home and you want a professional job, you can call on Big Rick because that man is so slick and then you will enjoy peace of mind. You can leave all confusion and all disillusion behind. If it's a new kitchen or patio, just call on Daddy-O. Alante, whoa, construction, whoa, 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 hey, this is going off for Big Rick, Rick and Alante Construction, San Diego County, top to bottom, left to right, he handles all your needs, no job too big or too small, you want it done and done right, call Big Rick. And we are back today. My guest is clinical project engineer Brian Tringle, also father, also husband, also house owner mm-hmm. since COVID, That's right. and uh, gainfully employed with a company I've never heard of. <laughs> now, you still work for Sherpa? Uh, it, PCI Pharma Services acquired Sherpa, so ah. that's where the okay. confusion comes from. So gotcha. I started at Sherpa, but now it's PCI, PCI. Yeah, Okay, because they got bought out. Well, they must have been worth something if oh. they... For sure, it was. Bought, yeah. yeah, that owner of Sherpa sailing off in the sunset. And oh, really? Like six yachts or whatever he's got. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what we need to do, man. We need to find a business mm-hmm. and sell it. Yeah, sell it. Anybody want to buy Tony on the mic or uh, TLC pools? <laughs> I got two. I got two businesses for sale. I'm looking to sail away into the sunset. Right. Uh, I don't think either one of these are going to get me yacht money. Hey, but not with I'm, that attitude, Tony. No, <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> um. So now it, it, there's there's never an easy way to lead into this, but again, the circle of life thing. You got married, you got a job, you had a kid, everything was great, and then uh, you get stage two Hodgkin's lymphoma. That's right. Tell me about how it was discovered. What what was the first indication that you had and then the first confirmation you got from the doctors? Yeah, so uh, this was uh, in roughly early March, early mid-March of this year. Um, I noticed uh, this just like mass on my lower neck behind my uh, collarbone on my left side, and uh, I thought it was weird for sure, but uh, I kind of ignored it for a little bit left it right. alone and uh about a week or so passed before i told my wife about it and i'm like oh here like there's this thing that i'm noticing and she immediately said well you better email the doctor about it right now so and she's so, right that's right wives save lives right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she uh, had me email the doctor so i went in to get it checked out and uh it was confirmed to be a swollen lymph node at least so the doctor immediately i put on the table that it could be either an infection or it could be cancer and it was like like and what did you think were you were you 50 50 did you think it was cancer did you get were you dismissive what what was your i was a little doubtful that it was cancer because really? like you know you'd look up anything on google and it's gonna like, lead you to cancer for sure right and in the case it was but <laughs> right <laughs> but i i was I, I did have a lot of doubt that it was cancer but uh i started having like doubts about those doubts when uh, we got blood work back that uh, didn't show any rays in um, white blood cell count because I would think that if you have an infection, infection. your body's going to try to fight it and your white blood cell count's going to go up. And since I didn't see that, I was like, ooh, like, maybe this is, maybe this is something. So maybe this is real. Yeah. So we had blood tests and x-rays and now, CT at that point, scan. Y- you got to be pretty scared. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, it was uh, a little bit scared to think about that, uh, like, oh, this might be something really really serious and yeah. i was um trying to keep this attitude about like you know i don't really know what it is right. i don't want to freak out about it right like that's all this negative energy is gonna go right like, just i can't I'm i can't you. i can't use my own personal resources on worrying about something that yes. isn't confirmed uh, yeah so i mostly kept that attitude but um i of course you know you have those thoughts so yeah i had the chest x-ray neck x-ray ct scan 
and um, then I spoke with uh, head neck surgeon who uh, took a biopsy based on the results of all those scans that I did and uh, he jammed this giant needle straight into the swollen lymph node in my neck about five times to get a sample and uh, what did he I, I'm not trying to make what did he just keep missing or did he need to keep getting more samples I think what? he just needed to get more samples and like because wow. on the fifth one like it, it was really funny he's this younger doctor and he like he, he took it and he uh, looked he turned around to look at it and he's like oh that one was money <laughs> oh <God. laughs> like, okay Thanks, and, he, and he showed it to me it was like this little just chunk of Good. like the lymph yeah. node that he took so uh he took that sample and uh sent it off to some lab and he ordered a pet scan and so i also you know had what pet scan stands for um positron emission there uh, i used to know positron emission something i forget the test test is that it? i don't know no, i don't i don't know the more you know a positron emission tomography scan is an imaging test that allows your doctor to check for diseases in your body so not only is this podcast entertaining, it's educational. Pet scan positron emission tomography. That um, scan is kind of interesting. They uh, inject me with uh, radioactive glucose and then let it cycle through my body and then take a whole body scan. And uh, the idea is that like before the scan, I'm on this like sort of keto-esque diet. And so when they give me the uh, injection, um, the cancer cells eat up the radioactive glucose. So when the uh, PET scan uh, comes in, they'll see like, oh, these are the areas that are lit up um, and in the scan in your body. And like those lit up areas are supposedly the cancer cells because they just eat up the sugar mm -hmm. real, real fast. And it so, lit up under. Uh, yeah. So uh, with all the other previous scans too, there was um, swollen lymph nodes in my neck on both sides actually oh, wow. there was um the one on my left side that i noticed was just swollen enough for me to feel and see right good thing and, yeah definitely and there was also a decent massive one in like my chest that i, I would have had no idea that Holy was there without crap. this uh without the scan so yeah so there was that and uh then with the uh biopsy that is what really confirmed what it was and uh, so they called me and said, yep, it's confirmed. It's uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. And we're going to have you, um, I refer you to an oncologist. So I went to the oncologist and they said, yep, you have stage two Hodgkin's lymphoma. And we're going to start you on chemotherapy. So so how was, long from that time to your first chemotherapy? Uh, from me noticing it to first chemotherapy was about six weeks to like six to eight weeks, something six like that. Weeks. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. A lot of, uh, time to sit there and think about it <laughs> so you now chemo spread out two weeks apart so how many how, tell me tell me about the the process so tell me, tell me you went to his place right yeah i um the the place is just uh your kaiser's at zion okay. so on the fourth floor they have their infusion center okay. and uh so i go there every other wednesday and um i sit in a chair and they give me a, an iv in my forearm wherever they can find a vein and uh, I sit there for anywhere between like two to three hours while they uh, put in uh, f uh, it used to be four different kinds of drugs um, two of them were uh, I, I was kind of surprised they two of them were done manually so the nurse is actually sitting there with a syringe and like adding it to the IV right just wow. like manually doing it which I was really surprised by I thought it was gonna be basically all automatic yeah, <laughs> just no like they know the bag but yeah um, we have two of the drugs administered manually into just in like the IV bags. So I'm sitting there as it goes in and yeah, that's pretty much how long, how long did it take? Um, they take about two, uh, two, two or three hours, two or three hours. Mm -hmm. And then as you're going through it, are you feeling like, does it drain you immediately? Do you feel tired later? Um, or is it scary? Does it, well, how not, does it feel? Well, I think the, frankly, the worst part, at least while, while I'm there is, uh, <laughs> is when they're trying to find a vein, yeah. <laughs> just jamming the needle in <laughs> my forearm. I just, and they're telling me I didn't drink enough water. Like of whatever. Course, I right. drank a gallon this morning. Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, when I'm, when I'm there, uh, they also, um, before they start the treatment, they give me a little cup of different anti-nausea medication and that stuff, uh, that's pretty brutal. I think it oh, like really? it makes me just so exhausted and just out for. So you think the nausea medicine had the most impact on just your feeling, your pretty, your overall feeling? Yeah, I think that 
the side did effects you throw of the medication. Up much? Um, only twice okay. in my whole time. It's the been, whole time. So, how yeah. many treatments did you have all together? About? Jeez, I've had five treatments so far. Okay. Are you still Are you still going back? Yes. Oh I, wow! Yeah, I, yeah, I, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know a, that everything was responding pretty well. Yeah. Yes. It was. How much? How many more do you have? Do you um, have? I have treatments uh, up through October. So. Um, yeah yeah it was it was a shame to hear that because i thought i was gonna be done yeah <laughs> but, uh yeah i have treatments all the way through october wow which is kind of crazy and you only thrown up twice that's yes, good yes but the nausea medicine that kicks your butt yeah i i my first treatment i took the nausea medication as they directed me to and i just felt so just like a zombie for like a, the days that i was taking it and uh i decided on my second treatment eh, i'm not gonna do that anymore uh-huh. and i Felt so, <laughs> right. I I felt so much better, so much faster. Oh, okay. And like the only times I actually threw up were um, my first treatment the that night, and my fourth treatment also that night. So it's okay. only been on the treatment days when I've actually thrown up. But it's not that bad. Yeah. It All really, things considered. Yeah. Like with the media depictions of how chemo yeah, is. Like, no oh my kidding. Gosh, like it just, I was a little bit terrified, but uh, yeah. it's, been, it's been so much better than than what you see. Wow. So. I'm just trying to get in your head for a minute. You went through, first of all, we all went through and are going through COVID. Right. So we have this separation. We have this completely mm-hmm. upside down life where can't go to the movies, can't go, you know, can't yeah. can't do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And then you you guys bought a house mm-hmm. and then, well, actually, you have a baby then bought a house? Uh, yes, baby yeah. first. Okay. And I mean, you, you got to be flying at the top. I mean, you got a great job, right. you're married, you get mm-hmm. a kid, everything's great, just bought a house. Yeah, then, life is starting, and then yeah. and then this happens, and it was, uh, I don't know, it, it didn't feel at, at the time, uh, I guess, fair is, is oh. the word that I would use, yeah. because, like, it, I, don't know, I just, like, like how you're saying, like, all these things were going so well in my life, and I was like, okay, now my life is about to get started, I've got this house, I've got this kid, I've got my job that's more or less starting as a career, right? and uh, my wife got her career starting, too, and then this happens, and it was just, like, kind of a shocker that, like, Man, that it just it just didn't seem right. And Were you plus, scared? Uh, a little bit. Um, ultimately, learning about Hodgkin's lymphoma, the uh, overall the uh, prognosis—that's the word—is um, is very very positive. Like okay. they've done plenty of uh, trials and uh, testing on like this kind of treatment that I'm going through, and right. it's been really really successful. Like uh, if I understand some of the numbers right if you go to particular sources you'll see anywhere between like 80 90 percent survival rate so seeing those numbers it's like that is okay, encouraging that, yeah, it's that still helps. terrifying dude yeah no 80 percent is one out of five right <laughs> and <laughs> i mean I, I don't want to shake you up now but yeah, right holy. then ultimately i was kind of laughing at myself because like man like if this takes me out i'd just be a big loser <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> with those numbers <laughs> yeah wow that's uh that's something and now it looks like about right in the middle. It looks like of the treatments. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, Almost halfway. Roughly down. the halfway point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And do you feel different than when you started? Um, I yes, actually. So, um, with uh, another symptom that I sort of waved off at the time uh, when it was coming up was uh, fatigue. I was exhausted, like a lot earlier. I'd have to go to bed a lot earlier. But I frankly thought like work is really busy. I've right. got a toddler in the house. Yeah. That's absolutely exhausting. So I kind of just eh, like whatever. But uh, after starting treatment, like, I feel a lot more normal, huh. I suppose. So uh, outside of the side effects from chemo, right. of course. But um, and since not like, a lot of people say, boy, I got a lot more energy since right. I started chemo. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, it, it was it was kind of surprising. Like, I, I didn't think I'd feel that much of a difference with uh, my, my fatigue. But, like, it's been so much better since starting. Really? That's, yeah. out, that's, all, that's, that's good. That's encouraging. Do you think... Do you think some of that might be that that you the fatigue and what caused it? Now you know what caused it, and you know you're combating it, and right. you you just kind of wrap yourself around it mm-hmm. and say, okay, rather than just being the generic fatigue that we all have, we all have to deal with. Right now, I know why I was so tired. Exactly, you know, yeah, and then so hopefully that helped. No, that's that's uh, that's encouraging. Yeah. So, 
no no hair loss um it's it's coming out is it, it is yeah it's uh gradual and it's not coming out in patches because so you look that's... you look good man thank you thank you, you. yeah i but i am noticing my hair like is certainly falling out like in the shower if i towel dry my hair uh-huh. just a bunch of it in like in, in the towel and like in the bottom of the shower i'm just lucky that it's not coming out in like big old clumps what are they like, what are patchy. they saying are you gonna um my oncologist said she was surprised it hasn't all fallen out really already, so i'm supposedly responding pretty well to this treatment that's good <laughs> but that's like good. with another couple months to go i feel like it might be it might happen where i have to shave it all off you know? yeah i'm noticing that it's getting thinner too like just like when i'm in the when i'm in the bathroom and i do my hair and i can see more of my scalp yeah <laughs> light and it's just like oh boy yeah you're talking about my every morning <laughs> <laughs> except i have to blame it on my abs which is accumulated birthday syndrome right <laughs> And this There's no formally, cure. This formerly lush mane is now uh, a sparse, <laughs> sparse patch of uh, greenery. So, given given your schedule and your demand, the fact that you're still on call twenty four seven, I have to assume that they make allowances for the when you go to chemo. Yeah, yeah, and I'm taking those chemo treatment days off, and I'm actually working from home a couple of days a week now. Okay. What didn't used to be like that. So, oh, even during COVID, you weren't working at home. No, no, I wasn't. Okay. Yeah, it, it's since I do handle a lot of stuff with the facility, it, it's a lot more simple to be present for yeah. those things. How how is your is awkward to put you on the spot, and I know what you kind of have to say. But how how's your company? How do you feel about how they're dealing with it, and how they're treating you, and how just personally, do you feel like they got your back? And yeah, they're... definitely. My my boss really really has my back, and he's extremely flexible with our uh, schedules. Me and my coworkers, all in the engineering department, all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's he's great about. And your coworkers uh, are yeah. pitching in and covering definitely. and stuff. So. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, cause honestly, if I was your boss, I'd be like, dude, I know you have cancer. Right. Okay. I need you Thursday. <laughs> right. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> so, <laughs> so that's actually kind of an interesting, like, uh, like COVID was almost a benefit because I probably wouldn't be able to work from home yeah. like without like being forced into like using like remote solutions like yeah. Microsoft teams and things like that. So now that's pretty normal. Are you good at Microsoft teams? Uh, no, sort of. I was gonna say you can help me because I need to struggle with it. <laughs> what about your folks? How are they uh, doing with it? Um, they're doing okay. Um, frankly, I, um, especially in the early stages, I yeah. didn't like we we clued them in on what was going on. I definitely kept my wife in the loop about everything at every right. step. Uh, but um, like especially in the early stages, I sort of like brought it up as sort of like a hey, this might be a sort of right. an issue, and they were even they after were, you like, knew the results, did you? Or oh, once, I, I told them like once you knew, yeah, once we knew, okay. yeah, like I clued them in on like what the um, situation sort of was and what it might be, so sort of like kept them like a little on edge. <laughs> yeah, can't imagine. But um, yeah, as they, a parent, dude, I can't imagine. Right. You figure you have to deal with this stuff with your with your parents and people older and other generations, but you right. never think you have to go through it with your kids. That's, Definitely, that's awful. Do you have any idea what the breakdown is in terms of age? Like, is it common in your age? Or uh, is yes, it... it is actually. Uh, it's common in young men, um, roughly. I think I've seen like ages twenty to forty, and then fifty-five huh. plus. That's where it shows Dang up for the most. Because I'm back in the fifty-five plus. Yeah. So I was going to say I was, <laughs> I was in that sweet spot for a minute, right. forty to fifty-five, where it doesn't sound like there's that much. Right. And now, so is there is there more twenty to forty than than like in fifty five plus, or is it equal to? I mean, I I I'll don't think I've seen those numbers, but yeah, I'll I, put it. I mean, it just because when when I first heard and saw it, I was I was just gobsmacked. I was like, really? Yeah. You know, not obviously. I love you as a neighbor and a friend and everything, and and but just you know your whole situation, being young, being just married, just buying a house, mm-hmm. just a kid, and you know what though, it's gonna be great because you're gonna tell your stories about. Yeah. I had cancer. I went Absolutely. through chemo, and now, I'm and now cool. here I am still. Right now, now I actually play real drums and not just marching band drums. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> Did you tell any friends? Do you have any friends you've been confiding in? Do you are you keeping a pretty small circle, or um, what you? I've basically just posted like updates on Facebook. That's yeah, really my only. That's my only okay. like avenue of sharing. Um, I did confide in one of my old friends. Um, from high school before I announced it to really anybody. But oh, okay. uh, outside of that, that's really my only like uh, form of communicating all my situation out. I, I love, and I and I don't apologize for saying this. I love stories of stories okay. of overcoming. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I, I wish you didn't have to have cancer. I wish nobody ever had to have anything. No, of course. But 
the idea that once once you get locked in that somebody has it right the idea that you're coming through the other side mm -hmm. and that and your attitude has been just perfect i mean you I, I hope that people hear this and understand that you have to have a positive attitude it all starts with a positive attitude right. and and I don't know how clinically it's proven, but I know that everyone I've talked to mm -hmm. who's ever gone through it, good and bad, the right. people who really approach it positively, listen to the doctors, do what they're supposed to do, keep a good attitude, do way better than the people who, who don't. And, right. who, and, and it's hard not to sulk. I can't, mm -hmm. you know, there's a song that says, I'm not a coward, I've just never been tested. I'd mm -hmm. like to think that if I, would, I was, if I was, I would pass. Mm -hmm. And that's me right now. Like, right. I... I, I I had a cancer scare. They said I had a cancer marker. Is that right? And it, uh, and I told my wife about a week later, mm -hmm. you know, and like you did. You got to process it and first. Then, <laughs> yeah. And, and again, it wasn't for sure. Right. And so then, so my wife says, well, you got to tell the kids. Gotta, and I'm thinking, I don't know. You know, I mean, let's find out. And then it turned out, it turned out it was, it was nothing. Okay. Which I was, That's great. Yeah. That's super great obviously Absolutely. relieved about. But, but I know that, that trepidation of who do you tell? When do you tell? What do you say? Right. And 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 Daniel, you're handling like a champ. Thank um, you. That's awesome. So all right, we're gonna take another commercial break. This one, another Sisson Street alum, Jacob Ober, Retro Sports. He's got all of your team sports and individual sports needs. He does silk screening and embroidery and heat press and all of your sports needs. Just check out Jacob Ober on Fletcher Parkway in La Mesa. Hey, sports fans, what do Billy Eilish, Travis Scott? and me have in common. Jacob Ober and Retro Sports has done our gear. That's right, he's done gear for bands, teams, sports, schools. You have a need, he can fill it, I promise. They do embroidery, screen printing, tackle twill, heat press, and if you have an organization, they will build you a spirit website. You can do it for your school or your team, whatever you have going on. He posts it all, they order it, he makes it, and you get money. You share in the profits. It's free, check it out. They'll do your letterman's jacket, fitness equipment, whatever you need. And when you go in there, make sure you tell them that Tony on the mic sent you in. To Jacob Ober, great in the community. Outstanding product and service. Check out Retro Sports, retrosports.net and 9100 Fletcher Parkway in La Mesa. And we are back today. My guest, Brian Trinkle. It's funny. I remember little things about you guys growing up on the block, I remember like sleepovers and nonsense and and uh, stuff like that. But one of the things I remember is that that you and Timmy got Game Boys before Anthony. Oh, and I and you played and he would be and then and they had those cords that connected them. Oh, you know those things never worked anyway. <laughs> and <laughs> and and he'd be sitting out there and everything. And so finally we we gave in and we relented. And we got him a Game Boy so he could so he could quote play. I say mm -hmm. that in air quotes because I don't consider that playing sure <laughs> but and but we said it we said at a time limit we said look you know anthony can only play for an hour and you guys were always so awesome because you would wait you wouldn't even start playing until he got there right. so y'all but yeah so you could play for an hour and then you guys would go off and play baseball or basketball or football or soccer or just yeah. running around being idiot kids mm -hmm. i'd go you get know? dominated by anthony oh my god <laughs> yeah <wow. laughs> yeah fantastic athlete he he was he was a pretty good athlete mm -hmm. and but i just remember that, that you guys were so cool about it in terms of like you could have got there anytime and started playing whenever you want, and you could have kept playing after he couldn't play anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm sure you did, and I'm sure he played extra at some times. <laughs> but for the most part, I kept on, kept an eye on you guys, and well, you good. did really well. I'm glad to hear that. So no, and I and I appreciate that, and you know I have a lot of affection. I think that uh, that we did really good. We did, we, we did a good landing spot. This yes. was really good for for raising kids. Yeah, know? I thought it was great. And uh, let's see, and Richie owes you his life uh, apparently yeah <laughs> uh I you say wanna, that loosely you want to yeah you want to <laughs> share that story yeah i remember uh there was some pool party that was uh here at the, at the lawrence's uh, household and big party lots of people lots of kids tons of fun love those pool parties it was great and um there was just, uh one party where um, i was out on like the corner of the pool here and i remember richie standing close uh to the side of the pool and uh i forget how old he was i i want to guess this is sometime around 2005 ish something three, like that i thought it was old probably yeah. yeah it's like relatively uh yeah old at that point but not 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 too old so anyway i he was standing close to the side of the pool and i uh saw uh, samson that tank of a dog yeah absolutely like, yeah we just, had an old 
giant 175 pound dog. Oh my gosh. And he just threw it around like crazy. But anyway, <laughs> and what was just kind of funny too, and like peculiar was like, he just, Samson just turned. He didn't do anything drastic. He just turned and walked away and he ended up knocking Richie right in the pool. And I saw that whole thing and Richie was uh, kind of struggling in the water, like the top of his head was just peeking up above the water. So I can't even remember if I looked around or anything, but I definitely walked over and then I grabbed him and pulled him up, just set him right back where he was. He's just soaking wet, kind of scared little kid. And I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then he like walked away and I Okay, now, really I remember the story. That's a terrible rendition. I'm going to tell a little better. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> it was a little earlier than that, because Richie was only about two or three. Okay. Because I remember it. I remember it. I obviously, when you're a kid. And it, was, and it was a little more scary, I think, than, than, you're, than you're telling. Hopefully, you, rec- you remember it that way, because I obviously don't want anybody traumatized. But there was a lot of people. I was on the far end of the pool and noticed Samson just knocking Richie in. And, right. and again, he was just walking and turning and right. he weighed 170 pounds. Richie weighed 15 or 20 pounds right, yeah. and he hit him. And <clears throat> I panicked a little bit trying to get through the people. And I saw you reach down and, and you really kept your cool. And you did, you grabbed first, again, this is my memory of it. You grabbed one arm and then reached, you know, reached down in the water. Cause he was flailing a little bit and then the other arm it took a time because he was he was he was trying to swim mm-hmm. and he and he was underwater and then then uh you pulled him up and richie was scared i mean i i remember maybe two or three times in his entire life he was scared around the pool because you know we've had a pool his whole life we've right. already fence floats we've always been really safety conscious mm-hmm. but that was one of the times he was super scared and and you were calm and then afterwards i think again my memory is that you got a little scared after it was over you're it's like <laughs> you know, I think I, I just remember that. Right, I, I, I think I just got Richie out of the pool, and right. and you know, it was like, yes, you, you did. He was, and I, I who knows if he would have drowned, and right, you yeah. know, literally saved his life. But yeah. he fell in the pool, and you were there, and you acted really quickly, and that was, uh, that's one of the enduring memories, you know, here around here. So just right. know you're part of the Lawrence lore. No, thank you. you um, <laughs> it's legendary. Of course, there's you know, 27 people who saved Richie from drowning, and not just, <laughs> <laughs> he was always getting knocked right. in the pool. But now I remember that that was a that was that was a great that was a great moment. Mm-hmm. Let's see, um, drumline little uh, connection. I had a previous guest, Tom Carlo, That's right. and your drum teacher. Tell me, uh, yeah, uh, Greg Carlo. Uh, he was uh, our drum instructor uh, from my freshman year through junior year, and he was also a teacher before that. But uh, yeah, Greg Carlo is uh, Tom's brother. Nice. Who was it? your senior year? Was that uh... Uh, Harry Hutchins? Mm. I think he was, was he just there. drums or was he the yeah, whole band? Just now, who drums. was the band guy? Um, Yamas. Yes. James Yamas. Yeah, Yamas. Yeah, that was Yamas. And then who's there now? Do you know? I have no idea. Shoot, the like, guy they, came in right after Yamas. Yamas was only there for yeah. They go through years? band instructors. Like, I know. It's nothing crazy. else. Crazy. Like there's no consistency, which yep, didn't allow the band to really develop exactly. And, and well, then again, the, like the last, like Yamas to the new guy who I, I should know his name, but they had such a different style. Mm-hmm. That it, you know, especially if you're a junior or senior and you've been doing it one way and then you try and, you know, change it up and add new traditions. It doesn't, doesn't give it time to breathe. It doesn't give the things. So I I remember a lot of traditions like struggling to die out because of all these band instructors to do. They brought their own ideas for what their, what their band was supposed to be like. And it's, it's hard for them, I'm sure, to try to, like, they want to make the band how they want to make it because they're them. And I'm sure it's, uh losing battle to fight against a bunch of teenagers right. and what they're used to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's, uh, that's tough. Even, even band nerds, you know, bond and form horrifying groups of teenage mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. He's not <laughs> been on a marching band bus on the way to a t- <laughs> show. So let's see, you want to travel. Um, what are some of the places you want to go? Um, definitely, um, Yosemite is up there. Um, mm-hmm. my uncle, uh, has a story about when he was younger he uh, was with some friends and he was running the trail to go to uh, the top of a half dome and the way he tells it he was running up the trail and like the, his friends eventually like they got tired so one by one they kind of died off and went back he was going down the trail it was getting later and later and he actually saw like the ladder or whatever it is that goes up to the top of half dome yeah oh. and uh, he ran into somebody who said like you know, it's really late. If you don't turn around right now, it's going to get dark and you're going to be in big trouble, like on this trail. So he's like, okay, so. No, he said big trouble. Like, 
not be able to find your way home right or yeah animals like, like it's or... yeah most likely like bears and you're gonna get bears? lost and i'm sure there's bears okay in the I, yeah i don't know dude i'm <laughs> yeah, spiders I'm, I'm turning around <laughs> i'm not trying to fight a bear right okay. so yeah he it was like okay so he like uh, maybe i'll come back and he he turned around he went back to uh his friends and um he said, "Like, oh, I'll, I'll finish that one day," and uh, he never did. And uh-huh. now he's not exactly in the best physical shape to do that. So he told me that I should finish that hike for him. So one day I'm hoping to finish that hike. Do you have any idea how long the hike is? I, I know it's long. I'm I gonna don't, look it up. I'm uh, gonna put it in. It's. I know it's like terribly, terribly long, and it's a bad dream to have without knowing <laughs> what's yeah, involved. Say, it's a 400 mile <laughs> hike. <Exactly. right? laughs> in a camp for three days, <laughs> right? Whatever. Half Dome in Yosemite, which got its name because it appears to be a dome that was cut in half, but is actually just a natural rock formation. It sits in Maricopa County. The elevation is 8,846 feet, but the climb from the floor to the granite crest is 4,737 feet, which is 1.44 miles. Better get training, Brian. Oh, that I, I mean, Half Dome is one of those things that a lot of people do, and they say, you know, and it's a big deal when you make it. Right. So I'm going to guess it's... I'm going to guess it's a good... Uh, I think it's a very long day. I'm yeah. Say. Like, start at, like, 4 in the morning, and you'll oh. be back by 6, 7 p.m. or something Nothing like good starts at 4 in the morning. <laughs> Period. So. Right. Oh, uh, you like to cook? That's right. I love what cooking. Do you, what do you What do you cook? What's your go-to? Oh, jeez. Um, I, I really like to cook all kinds of stuff. My favorite thing to cook is probably just, like, your regular American breakfast, pancakes, bacon, eggs, um, biscuits and gravy, even. Ooh, like, it's, dang, that sounds I, good. I... I love cooking i think it's like one of the most fun things that that i can do <laughs> no, cook for people that's good yeah my uh richie just started cooking recently. Is that right? yeah very good J- richie just moved out yesterday oh yesterday so, <laughs> yeah we're still a little we're still a little numb right <laughs> but he's he well he moved into the dorms as a freshman mm-hmm. and then he had to move home because of covid and he was home for the second half of his freshman year all of his sophomore year mm. And then this year he just moved into an apartment. You do you know Kira Duffett by any chance? She went to Grossmont. Mm-mm. She graduated a year after you. And but her little sister Julia is Richie's roommate. That's all right. So I thought oh, you might know great. each other. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. But he's been cooking and it's fun. We we both like to cook and, and obviously criticize each other's cooking. Of course. But <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> and and what, I, I hope he's joking, and I know I'm joking, because he hasn't made anything that I don't like. Okay. You know, so. Right. And I haven't, I haven't made anything I don't like either, so. Well, good. <laughs> Let's see. Your guilty pleasures is trashy pop top 40 music. That's right. Maroon 5, Paramore, The Weeknd. That's right. And Hanson. How come you didn't sing Hanson? Because <laughs> no one knows the lyrics. I, you're, you're right. <laughs> Nobody. Absolutely. Mm-bop. Yeah. Mm-bop. 100%. Bop. Mm-bop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a catchy tune. Though. Absolutely. That's, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to sing by yourself because you have no idea what the Right, are. right. <laughs> oh, what did I learn? I just learned a song. Uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. Do you remember that show by any chance? I, think, I, I know back. what you mean, but... And, uh, the the line the show came out in the seventies. Okay. Okay. And I've always known and every year at the football game is the first song when I come back for the first game of every year I play Welcome Back. Welcome oh, back, Carter. Great. But the first line is Welcome back to where dreams were your tickets out. I knew yesterday that that's what it said because really? I saw something on TV. <laughs> I used to always go, Welcome back to where dreams are your taking out and I had no idea what it said. Welcome back. So, like 40, 40 years later. Yes. So it's like Mbop. Yeah. 40 years from now, you'll know what the lyrics of Mbop. Yeah. No, I won't. <laughs> nobody, I nobody hope does. not. I hope not. Although, right now, when you're listening, Mbop's playing in the background. Oh, very good. So, <laughs> listen, listen for some of the words. My wife always says, stop saying what you're going to be playing in the background. And in this case, she's right, because it was Welcome Back, Cotter. But it all just made more sense to edit it this way. Uh, right. I think uh, it mentioned something about a flower somewhere. There's a flower. There's a flower. <laughs> I, yeah, honestly, I can tell you one word that they say in that song besides mbop. Right. Mm-bop. Barely a word. <laughs> 
but I like it. I sing along. You know, another one is uh, it's it's a way better song. Um, Vita, Vita La Vita, Vita La Vita is a. I would sing part of it, but I don't know any of the words. But I love the right. song. Uh, <laughs> I'll play a little That's bit of that in the show too, right? <laughs> So, this is a great show where none of us know the lyrics to anything. Yeah, for sure. Tune in to name that tune in 147 <laughs> notes because we don't know it. Let's see. TV, he likes Psych. Mm-hmm. Psych versus Scrubs, which is better? Uh, personally, Scrubs, that's more probably nostalgia talking because okay. I got into Scrubs on my own. My wife got me into Psych. Oh, okay. And then, um, let's see. Good Eats yes. versus Avatar. That's that's tough. <laughs> After our last Ember, Airbender is one of the greatest shows I think ever. And like from narrative standpoint and like the story, the characters, it's fantastic. And Good Eats though is just it helped shape my like cooking identity. Palette, yeah. yeah. So jeez, if I had to pick, you gotta pick. I gotta pick Good Eats. That's too much a part of me. All right, not to not to pick. Now, is dumb question? Hmm? Avatar is that anime? Um. There's debate. Okay, I was gonna say because it's it's an American cartoon. Anime okay. is supposed to be Japanese right. specific, right. but it takes it's a lot style. of Asian influence. That's it, what I thought. It's, it's close, and that's why I'm, and that's why I asked. And right. I'm like, I hope you don't go, idiot. Yeah, no. it's- <laughs> and some people might, but it's just, yeah. who cares? It's it's a great story. Who, who okay. cares what it's called? And then uh, movies. Let's see. You're gonna go see Tucker and Dale versus Evil, I, that's or a, The Lighthouse. Uh, I think The Lighthouse. Okay, what about, you know about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse or Lord of the Rings? Probably Into the Spider-Verse. That was really fun, dude. It was. Me and Richie probably watched it 20 times. Oh, it's it was a fantastic it's movie. So, like, and every that. time I caught something else. Right. Every like, time I watched it, I caught something else. The comedy is like perfect on it too. I just I just love it. Parasite or Tangled? Parasite. You know, I know this is an unpopular opinion. Mm. I thought Parasite was good. Not great. Not great? No. No, I thought it was really good. I mean, you're not alone. No. I mean, it's very highly rated. A lot of mm-hmm. people talk about it. And maybe maybe that's probably what... I went in with too high of hopes. You know, my expectations were off the chart. And I went in and it was good. Yeah. But it wasn't. Had I just watched it, maybe. It's like one of those movies if you watch and you don't know anything what's going on at the end, you're like, dang, right. that was really good. Mm-hmm. But if you go in thinking it's the greatest movie in history, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It, it's hard to meet that expectation. But I think it is a fantastic movie, though. Yeah, who are some of your favorite comedians? Um, Bill Burr is probably my favorite comedian right now. And, and he he had a show, didn't he? Uh, that animated show, F is for Family. Yes, is that Bill Burr. Yes, I've only watched a couple episodes of that, but yeah. uh, I try to keep up on his podcast, uh, Monday Morning Podcast. Is, okay, it's uh, it's a great one in my yeah. opinion, at least. Almost as good as Tony on the mic. Almost, almost. almost. Okay, yeah. so I think you get... have better guests on Tony on the mic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and that's I'm not naive. The reality is, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr. Uh, who is it? Dax Shepard, those right. guys. I mean, mm-hmm. they can get anybody in the world. Oh, and if, you, if I said, hey, LeBron James is going to be on my podcast, right. everybody's going to tune in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so somebody get me LeBron James yeah. stat. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they, they're, and they're good at what they do. I, I certainly don't want to take away that. But mm-hmm. when you're famous and you have famous people, it makes it a little, a little easier. But that's all right. Yeah. With um, uh, Bill Burr, I'm, I'm mostly impressed that he does his podcast basically on his own. Really? Like, he barely has guests. He just oh, rambles. Oh, Mark Maron. I, I had Mark Maron. His, par- yeah. I had his yeah. podcast confused with Mark Maron's mm-hmm. podcast. My yeah. Bad. Yeah. Bill Burr, he usually just rambles, and I just like it. I dig it. Nice. <laughs> I might listen because I want to do a rambling podcast. Mm. Maybe we'll, we'll see. Yeah. So, I, I noticed, well, we'll get to this in a minute, but um, let's talk about your snacks. Okay. Okay, you got one bowl with Hershey's and one bowl, the Hershey's little squares. Sure. Okay, and then one bowl with Skittles. Which hand you dig it into more? Definitely the Hershey's. Just the Hershey's milk chocolate, like especially when they're like in the small. The little ones like, you can just keep popping and popping. For sure. Like, like if it's just the big chocolate bar, it just feels like too much, but when it's little, it sneaks up on you. Yeah, you oh, like a pound no, no. <laughs> I'll edit that out. <laughs> So it sounds like uh, spitz cracked pepper sunflower seeds. Yes, and uh, and Skittles. You got a bowl of each. Which one are you going to? Mm-hmm. You're watching a movie, sitting there. Wife, baby just went to sleep. Probably in that situation, Skittles. You got to because you don't want to crack the exactly. things and wake up the baby. Mm-hmm. And where am I going to spit all those sunflowers? <laughs> At the baby. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm working on my aim, dear. Don't worry. <laughs> right. 
You're making a mess. No, they're all bundled very closely around. <laughs> do, you, do you see the grouping? <laughs> right, the grouping. Uh, Funfetti cake versus salt and vinegar chips. Um, probably salt and vinegar chips. Okay. I'll be mine. But again, Funfetti cake around the baby. Mm, Baby's asleep. Lot, yeah, that's a lot quieter. It's going to be quieter. Mm -hmm. And so. then she won't eat any of my cake. <laughs> right. <laughs> now... I'm sorry. How old is she now? 18 months? She, yeah, something? about yeah, a year and a half. And then uh, is she, she eating and yeah. experimenting? and mm -hmm. She uh, yeah, loves to eat whatever really we're involved really? with. And uh, probably one of the best things that she does is, uh, especially with like berries, like blackberries, she'll take them in her hands and just kind of just vaguely chew on them a little bit but like squish them a lot in her hand. And like there's one picture I have. It's just straight up. She just took the berry and just on her forehead oh just my goodness like blackberry shaped stain right in the middle of her forehead and just like oh this is a perfect picture <laughs> for the for a wedding right when she goes, when she goes up you want to have that posted it's somewhere like you missed dear <laughs> awesome all right one of the things i like to do here towards the end is uh you've committed a capital crime mm -hmm. you have one movie to watch while you watch that movie you're going to eat a meal and then you're going to listen to a song in your headphones as you Sail off into the. I always get a little nervous when I either do this bit with old people, okay, or people with cancer, right? Because I don't, want, I don't want to make it sound like it's the like. Oh man, I thought about this. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but I do it for everybody, so oh, I don't sure. want to not do it. Oh, absolutely. Um, so let's start with your meal. What are you gonna have? Um, I would have a tomahawk ribeye steak. Ooh. That's the one that has the bone just like sticking straight yep. out of oh, it. Yeah. Like if it's my last meal, I'm gonna make it theatrical. Nice. <laughs> so. That with um, like mashed potatoes. Um, I think my mom makes fantastic mashed potatoes. I think hers would be great. Okay. Um, bread, like a baguette, French baguette with butter. Okay. Is sound dude sounds good. I'm is, I'm in so far. And potentially roasted broccoli. I think that is like never fantastic. Had roasted broccoli. Never really. I mean, when you say like in a like you bake it in a pan. Or? Yeah, like just sheet pan in the oven for like like four fifty, four seventy five till it gets like charred a little bit. It's it's great. Just I'm like salt and pepper. I'm gonna do it. It's it's fantastic. What did I have? I had recently uh, asparagus. We, oh, okay. You know, because I've steamed it. You right. Know, you, I mean, boring, but that's, <laughs> it's. I like it, so yeah. I just, you know, mm -hmm. steam it and eat it. But yeah, but, uh, but, roasted. yeah grilled and roasted asparagus, too, is yeah. also quite good. When you get that, like, charry. Oh, the Brussels bits, sprouts. We did Brussels sprouts oh. once. Oh, those so, are... All right, I got to roast some broccoli, man. Right. Do you put anything on it? Do you uh, have... Just oil, salt, and pepper. Throw it in the oven. Oh, that's right. that's it for me. Nice. No, that, that sounds excellent. And dessert? Um... That would be. I actually had this recently. So oh. uh, uh, there's a Foster's Freeze near Kaiser at Zion. So I ah. went to some doctor's appointment and I was like, "Oh, let's go to Foster's Freeze because because I can." And uh, they have a hot fudge shake. I think it's fantastic. So it's a cold shake. Yes, with and hot fudge. That's right. So like, the, if you like the flavor of hot fudge, it's, oh, I it's get great. You. So it's like a vanilla shake with the hot fudge mixed in. So okay. like, it's it's you get that hot fudge flavor, but it's not too overpowering, too chocolatey, way too sweet or anything like that. But like, so I really like hot fudge and this, uh, hot fudge shake was just like this perfect sort of like you get the flavor, but it's not too rich and overpowering and sweet. All right. And then, uh, plug, plug in a movie, uh, the dark Knight. Uh, I, I know that's kind of a basic answer. Like everyone likes to love that movie, but the dark Knight, that's Heath Ledger's Joker, right? Yes. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Cause I always just... get. What was the first one with Christian Bale? That was, uh, Batman Begins. Begins. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I always Mm -hmm. uh, no, I, I'm a big fan. Uh, DC can't seem to get the movie business figured out, but the mm -hmm. Christopher Nolan tri trilogy was oh, really good. Absolutely. Just they, transcendent for yeah. superhero movies in general. Yeah. No, I agree. They nailed that. Mm -hmm. All right. You're done eating. You're full. You've entertained. You watched uh, Batman Vanquish the Joker. That's right. And tell them that he was the hero they needed no wait, what was the quote um, the hero he needed not nothing. the one he deserved right something, something like that yeah. yeah one way or the other <laughs> and then uh time to go what are you plugging in i uh probably a less popular answer the rainbow connection so yeah. i'm going out on a kermit the frog oh Muppet kermit's movie. version not <laughs> exactly. not even like jason mraz <laughs> or nope classic kermit jim Dude, henson you won rainbow me connection. over i love that oh, i love that Dude, I'm a Muppet movie fanatic. A Muppet movie, mm -hmm. now that you bring it up, might be my movie. Is that right? Now that, I mean, probably not. But <laughs> it just vaunted, you know, when you're because I love the, I, I love moving right along. I love, mm -hmm. you know, the whole Steve Martin, Richard Pryor. Right. I mean, just mm -hmm. the uh, Bob Hope. I mean, the guest lists were unbelievable in that movie. Definitely. And then that song, 
is so perfect. Yeah, it's great. It's so perfect. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'd have myself a little cry before I head out and just like feel all the feels. You'd have all the feels. That's right. So... (laughs) All right, my guest today has been Brian Trankel. He tells us a little bit about his life and, most importantly, shared a little bit of his cancer journey. Uh, he's halfway through his chemo, and I'd love to talk to you again when this is all over. I'm going to do a little follow-up where you know, it won't be a full episode, but we'll give you like 10, 15 minutes to say, cancer-free, baby. Definitely. And then uh, tell me all the things that are going on in your life and how you've recovered. Anything out there you want to share with the folks? Any words of wisdom? Any advice? Give um, a shout-out. And shout-out your wife. Right. But, uh... <laughs> Absolutely. So um, I think just uh, kind of what we touched on before is just having a positive attitude if these things uh, come up, because not only do I think that the um, like it's it's not good to have a negative attitude, but it's probably detrimental. It's probably yeah. like, like it, it works against you. So I, I think having that like positive attitude that like no matter what the numbers look like, you're going to make it. Like, I think it's a it's a great mindset to have. So I think that's keep a good mindset. Right. Awesome. You still just shout out your wife. I'm going to say hi to your wife. Hi, Sarah. Okay. Cause I, I hope she, she better listen. That's right. She better listen. <laughs> right. I'm going to be really disappointed if she doesn't listen. Mm-hmm. I'm counting on two listens for this show. You Three. Yeah. Your parents. Right. <laughs> you. One each. I'll, and Sarah. I'll make sure oh, four. that's four. Yeah. Right? <laughs> make sure they download each download separately because I need the hits. Right. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you coming down and talking about something. It's not always easy to talk about. Yeah. And uh, I know you haven't been talking to a lot of people about it, so I feel pretty honored and humbled that you came in here and, and shared that with me and my listeners. And again, hopefully somebody else can go through it and just can hear you talk about it. Right. And that's that's the whole thing is that, that you know you're not alone. Right. And you know somebody else is going through this journey and mm-hmm. you know that this is what I learned on the journey and then maybe somebody else learned something else on the journey and everybody can talk about what they learned and we can make the journey a little easier for the, for the next group of people. You can catch me on TonyOnTheMic.com and get caught up with everything including swag. We have t-shirts, hats, polos, uh, mugs, coffee mugs, buttons, magnets, all kinds of stuff and uh, you can help produce this humble show by uh, supporting But most of all, you can listen, download, click like, etc. You can listen to me on Spotify, Stitcher, Podomatic, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts, you can check me out. And you can also find me at TonyOnTheMic.com, TonyOnTheMic at Spotify. No, I already said that. TonyOnTheMic on Twitter, Instagram, TikToks. I haven't done a TikTok. Do you watch? Do you, do you TikTok? I do not. Have you ever TikTok? Mm-mm. Yeah, see, Never. all the kids are TikToking. Yeah. So I'm going to TikTok. No. I haven't yet. Oh. But you know what I did? I, I secured all the domains. So oh, yeah. Tony on the mic at TikTok. And Tony on the mic at Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, anywhere you can find a social media presence, you can find me. And they're slowly becoming populated. And it's going to be quality entertainment for the whole family. That's right. Again, thanks, Brian. Say goodnight to everybody. Good night. Tony in the Mesa. The Mesa. Outro. 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 And that's going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. I want to thank my guests. I want to thank my sponsors. And you can find more info and episodes at TonyOnTheMic.com. Tony on the Mic on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. All these platforms are slowly becoming populated with quality entertainment products. So check it out. And tell your friends and click and like and subscribe and all that stuff. 